0: Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen
1: Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. Welcome back to Crazy Zen Life, social catch-up edition. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. I feel like we haven't recorded in a while. So this is gonna um this just feels good. Feels good to be back on the mic, seeing your face, zoom to zoom, zoom to zoom. It's great. I love it. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, yes, yes. yeah so we have we've been kind of um A little quiet lately because Shannon's been all over the United States doing a lot of fun stuff. Um, If you want to check out F1 Push Push, she's been keeping y'all updated on the things that go real fast in life, (laughs) not just herself, but those people that like to drive those cars around those crazy tracks. I was here for it. And the thing that I love really that it's really funny when she's now she's so bougie that when it's not Grand Prix, it's
1: it's Grand Prix Grand Prix.
0: It's Grand Prix. I'm like, oh. It's always been Grand Prix. We've just never said it right. <laughs> of course, of course. It's like filet mignon. Like that's mm-hmm. what <laughs> mignon. <laughs> that's what it was. until you get that upper level. Right.
1: Filet just, mignon. It's filet mignon. That's uh, yeah. So it's been it's been a, a whirlwind of the past. I'm gonna say 14 days. We had. Um, if you were following along, along in our stories, then you know that. Uh, my husband and I surprised our kids by going to visit Brittany and her kids in Florida. And we had a really fun time celebrating um, our kids' birthdays. And it was a really great time. And then we hopped over to Orlando and spent some time there. And then Dan and I went to Texas and did the Grand Prix. And it's just, it's been, I've been busy. And I've been very tired this week trying to catch up with all of the things. But I will tell you what I did catch today. What? We caught the mouse. You did catch the mouse? Yeah, well, okay. Georgie found the mouse this morning um, and she chased it into a closet. So we now have barricaded the closet. We've rolled a towel underneath so it can't get out that way. We have big, heavy boxes against the door. And so, and we, when it happened, it was like right in the midst of like the chaos of the morning. So, you you know, you still have to get breakfast and lunches and it's Halloween costume day. And like, that's just a shit show. So we just didn't have time to actually like, do the things with the mouse today so Dan's like do we just let it like suffocate in there and I'm like then I feel like that mouse is smart man like I don't think it's gonna it's not gonna die a lonely death in that thing I mean we if we're lucky we can get it out later today but we just have to hope he's not gonna chew a hole through the wall and like escape someplace else
0: I seriously think this mouse is gonna be like Tom Cruise and like Mission Impossible he's gonna be like (laughs) He's going to have a, a headset. And he's going like, to dive down from the ceiling. Just be like, fuck you, bitches. can't you try to hold me down. Right. My house now. Exactly. I motherfucker.
1: Like, I live here. You guys I live, live here. here. And the hamsters are going to be like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I can. I'm like, I tell the hamsters all the time, like, listen, if you find your little mouse friend, you need to tell him he is now welcome to stay here. And Taco and Nibbles are always looking at me like no, he's one of us. I'm like, he's not one of you. He doesn't live in a cage. He's just running him a woodland creature. <laughs> like, are you afraid of him? What do you guys talk about? Are you giving him your snacks? Like, I don't know. I don't, this mouse man, I'm, I'm like a day away from borrowing somebody's cat and just being like, I tried, I tried to be nice to the mouse and now I need a cat to get this yeah, fucking bait. thing out of the house. And I don't, I'm not a cat person, but yeah. I can be a cat person for four days and let the cat catch the mouse and then let it get out of here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know if like the cat would like really like tell you about it. Like, I think like the cat would be like, yeah, I got it. And then
1: you're like, damn it. Take it. <laughs> From what I hear though, cats will like, they'll catch it, they'll kill it. And then they'll bring it to you as like a, look, look what I've done. I brought you a present. That's what cats do. So oh, i like. Good. I don't know. It's like a kindergarten drawing. Love it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fun just fun stuff. We glitter on it. Fun okay. stuff. We got a lot to catch up on. Lots we do. A the lot world is did not happening. stop turning. It did not.
0: These are the days of our lives.
1: Yeah. So we're going to run through um, a passing of a, one of our favorite characters on television. And then we've got an update on something that happened in the lovely state of Kentucky that we're not very proud of, but it's a very interesting story that has now made headlines nationwide. Then we're gonna roll into a story that we've been hearing about um on TV about Alec Baldwin. And then we're gonna give you an update on the Gabby Patino Brian Laundry. Brittany's gonna really dig deep on that with us and and share um, what's been going Finding. on. And, and we're gonna leave you with a really fun and exciting movie that we I think we can all look forward to seeing this summer. But we're gonna start off with some some sad news of passing of uh, James Michael Tyler who played Gunther on Friends. Um, he was 59 and he died of prostate cancer. Oh, I know. And it's so sad. And something I really loved about this character was that he kind of like he was a sideline character, but he became so much more than that just in his delivery. And just like his, like, he became in on the joke with so many things that it made it really funny just to watch like what his reaction was going to be I mean he didn't have a lot of speaking lines but he said volumes then I just I always loved him I just thought he was such a a great character for that show
0: yeah there was never like one episode where it completely sort like revolved around Gunther but he was always there to be to act as if he should be there yeah it was always a really interesting interactions too he interacted with each with each of them which each with with each of the six characters the main characters um, in different ways. Like Joey worked at the coffee shop. So he had a, he had a obsession with Rachel and, you know, it was just, it was like a really interesting kind of dynamic. And um, I did go through the carousels of pictures on Instagram of all of the friends p- paying tribute and, um, you know, they were really close to him. So that's really sad. And we hope that, you know, mend yeah. those wounds soon. Exactly. So we'll, I know we'll, we'll It's, it's a... weird when, as you get older too, like these people do start passing away and it's just like a part of, you know, your childhood or your twenties, like things that just bring you comfort. And you're like, Oh, we're, we're already there now. It's just, it is kind of, it's, it's uh that I guess mortality thing in your own yeah. self. It kind of clicks in.
1: Yeah. It just kind of reminds you too, that we're getting older and whatever mental age that you think you are, you're not. So it's like, Oh man. Yeah, I know. I am not 30. I always think I'm like forever
0: 33. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. forever. I'm like forever. I, like I, mean, I think I've even said it like recently, like something like, Oh
1: ah, uh, no, I had to think about it. <laughs> so yeah. It's like 30 years ago. You're like, Oh yeah. Back in like, you know, the eighties you're like, Mm-mm, mm-hmm. Nope, that's uh, that that's more like the nineties. And you're like, damn it. What are you talking about?
0: Shut your mouth. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't need people dying to let me know how old I am. Like my back tells me every day. So that's fine. I'm mm-hmm. so tired of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, am really sad that our, well, our beloved Gunther is no longer with us, but he, I'm glad he gave us some great laughs.
1: Yeah, he did. All
0: Let's, right. Moving on. Yeah. All right. You know, I love when Kentucky makes headlines for like things like maybe bourbon or horse racing, I would even say some hats. Um, but this is not what I think Kentucky should be known for. <laughs> Uh, Go in hot, yeah, not at all. <laughs> I didn't, and I didn't hear about this until Shannon brought it to me. But apparently, in Hazard, Kentucky, things work a little differently down there. Okay, so according to um, the, I think you get this from USA Today, which it made a national headline, like you just said. In Hazard, Kentucky, high, Hazard High School homecoming activities got out of control when costume day went haywire. A man pageant contestants gave teachers and principal lap dances. Girls were dressed in hooter shir- shirts and shorts and carrying mugs that looked like they had beer in them. This is the first time the principal Donald... Happy, that's his name. Happy, it's in quotes. Mobilini. Mobellini? Mobellini. Mobellini who, yeah. Mobellini. Okay. Who is also the mayor of Hazard. So that's that's some deep, deep roots there, is under fire. He is accused. He is accused in 2019 of a lawsuit of leaving students unchaperoned in, in New York City, leading to a physical and sexual assault of a female student by a male student. Wow.
1: Yeah. So we'll put a pin in that part. And then we're going to come back to the chaos that happened at the homecoming dance. Because um, if you haven't seen pictures of this, um, it just type in Hazard Kentucky and then it's going to pop up. But these there's like male students that are dressed in female style stripping clothes and they are, you know, grinding on teachers that principals face in these. You guys, it's not like mortified. He is having a lot of pleasure in his face that this is going on. So there isn't like this, like, oh my God, how'd we get here? It's like this teacher or this principal is like, yeah, let's go. Um, No, he's looking for dollar bills. Yeah. I mean, legit. Like, and when I tell you that these are, I mean, these students have on minimal clothing, like this shouldn't have been allowed for anybody in school. But like, how, how did it, how did we get here? How, did we get here? And then you've got, you know, and then there's no hate, no shade to Hooters um, waitresses no. by any means. It's just when you're, they're all like, I don't know how many girls, I mean, it looks like in the picture, there's at least 10 that are doing this, but they're in, you know, Hooters shirts and like short black shorts and they have mugs that look like they have beer in it. Like, there's times where you just take things too far and you just know that are time and a place and this is just not the time nor the place for this. This was not appropriate. This is an age-appropriate costume for anybody in high school, let alone at a school homecoming rally. Like, are you kidding me? So these get posted up on... I think maybe on Wednesday, um, and then they're immediately taken down. Like somebody had to approve them to go onto the school Facebook page. Number one, and yeah. then they get taken down. And then um, you know they obviously they it's the internet, so they're going to live on the internet forever. Um, but this sparked a lot of controversy, obviously, all over the place because even like the superintendent in Hazard County was like, "What is going on here, y'all? Like this is not okay. This is not okay." Um, and to kind of go back to what Brittany was saying before, that the principal, who his nickname is Happy, this isn't the first time he's been caught in controversy. He has, um, again, you, you mentioned that he's in a lawsuit that's stated in 2019, um, but he's also been in trouble by the police because there were students found drinking um, beer and hard liquor on the football field, and the principal was there 30 minutes before the police arrived, so it's the stories that have been going around town. I was like, no, he knew what was going on. Some people don't think that he bought the alcohol for these kids. Um, he has been, there's pictures of him driving students around um, with students in the back of his car and they're drinking and they're smoking. Um, and this has happened a couple of times, but one time in particular, like his daughter was in the car with her friends and he was, you know, taking everybody around town. So this isn't- so the Apparently first he has no respect for any kind of law. Exactly. So he feels like, you know, this kind of seems to be his MO at this point. I don't think anybody was shocked that this, like if you live in Hazard County, you don't feel like this was a shocking thing that this has happened. I think for the rest of us who are like, wait, what? The, the, no, no, this is not okay. We're not doing
0: this. Like what the fuck do you, <laughs> so. It's just all kinds of messed up. And the, the, this is kind of not a real point, but this makes me laugh about small towns in Kentucky. Um, being that I, I am from a very small town. Um, I grew up mostly in LaGrange. And there's always like one person that's named like something weird and they all just call him that like, like this guy's named happy, which is like, that's not, I guess it's like too weird, but there's a guy that lives in LaGrange and he's, I mean, he's just a pillar in LaGrange, his name's pork chop and you see him everywhere. And he's named, and like, so, and like, and there was recently an article written about pork chop. I was like, Oh, pork chop. It's just very interesting that this is where we learn, like what we do i'm like i need i don't know um i just quickly looked up the hazard county dress code and um yes these homecoming activities basically violate all of them by the um lack of clothing what they're wearing what they're doing it's just the code of conduct i guess today again just totally breaking that and not really um paying any attention to that but the thing that really got me is that in order to do such activities you had to sign off on this. There had to be some kind of meeting. There had to have been some kind of communication, a text thread um, of, of something like this is going to happen on this day to the costumes to be to being purchased. So I, I'm assuming that maybe one or two
1: parents may have known, may have. Yeah, I'm, and- I'm even going to go out on a limb and say. I, I was on multiple committees in my high school and I always had a teacher representative on every committee. So like if somebody is planning the homecoming theme and it's costume day and there's an organized man pageant, that had to have been checked off by a member of faculty for that to even go through. Unless they right. just do it completely different in Hazard, Kentucky, I I, I would be hard pressed to think that, that, that somebody didn't know this was gonna happen. And I'm very curious to know who, let this get this far.
0: And I just, yes, it's like the, the amount of yeses that had to get to this point that they're like, yes, I'm going to order this costume. Yes. I'm going to let my son dress like this. Yes. Um, or I'm, I'm going to, this teacher's like, I think this is a good idea or yes, there was no pauses. And if there were pauses, there wasn't enough of them. And then I will also think I'm like, if this is the amount of yeses, which we just went through, obviously other things are taking place in this school district that are probably very inappropriate because if this is one of the yeses, what other yeses
1: have taken place? I 100% agree with you. I mean, I even think like, okay, let's just paint the picture of this got through the the, the planning and the orchestrating and the buying the costumes, all this gets through. Okay. But you press play and then all of a sudden you're seeing, you know, male Strippers come out giving lap dances to teachers that should have been cut off. But, like, if the principal's not going to do it, like, why wasn't there another f- faculty member being like, Absolutely, you guys know, pull the plug, cut the music, pull the lights out? Like, no, this is not it. And then you have girls, like, you know, walking across the floor with, be- you know, what looks like beer Science. mugs. Like, you guys, no, no, <laughs>
0: no. it's almost like it's almost like they were I don't I don't know I really yeah. seriously it's like you're, you're trying to do something like be super cool or something I'm not really sure what they were trying to do here but the faculty the fact that they participated was very I mean I don't know what's going to happen um again this made national headlines the governor has spoken out about it tons of parents have spoken out about it I, I I'm very interested to see what happens Moving forward, because there's a large scale investigation going on. So I don't know what else they're going to dig up, which yeah. is that's, that's what I'm on pins and needles for. I'm like, because they're going to dig up stuff because <laughs> I did um... their emails, text studs are gonna going to be gone through. And it's I have a feeling there's some inappropriate relationships going on. Oh, I, I would for the agree faculty that. to sign off on something like this. There had to have been other things going on for it to be like to take it to this level. This is not level one. This is level five. Correct. You don't level up that quickly on a homecoming dance. So, yeah,
1: no, I, I agree with you on that. I think it's, it's interesting. And there was a quote from somebody who knows the principal who was like, I'm it's, and the quote was, he's a dadgum good guy. Like dadgum. I'm like gum? is that the he made one? her? I don't know. <laughs> but then I was like, huh, I think I've been using that wrong. I always thought it was gum. Like, I didn't think it was dad gum. Well, I don't know what I thought that was. But when I read it out loud, I was like, "Oh, that's how you spell that." Oh, I didn't know how to spell. I didn't either. I don't. I don't. Not sure if this person knew how to spell it either. But there it was. But they said that they were. This guy was. I'm paraphrasing his quote now. But um, that he was shocked that this happened because this principal is the kind of guy that if a girl comes to school in a dress that's too short, he's going to send her home. And I was like, "Oh, this is this isn't faring well either. Like, <laughs> this oh, is um... <laughs> not. That's not the same. No. I'm mm-hmm. like, no." You missed the mark on that one, buddy. Yeah,
0: oh, we yeah. No, we tried. No, no, that tried. was not. Uh, yeah, I do speak hillbilly. I don't, th- I didn't know that that's how that was spelled as well. So that's interesting. So. Yeah.
1: I, would, I always thought it was da, just D-A. I thought it was dag. Maybe dag? Dag gum. And then um, like there's two Gs, like right, dag gum. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's D, in the, in the article, it was quoted as d a d. I would. feel
0: like I'm gonna have to consult my dad on this one. I'm gonna see how he says it. I'm like, Dad, would, how do you say this? You I'm know what?
1: That, let's put that on our stories too. We'll ask our friends, like our Zen friends, hey, how would you spell this word? <laughs> I know,
0: I know, right?
1: I know. Hopefully, now and if you're looking
0: at the state of Kentucky too, like um, the where hazard is is the far eastern side, like so pretty close to like the Virginia, the Virginia line um, and Tennessee lines. So it's pretty far Eastern. So um, if you know anything about Eastern Kentucky, sometimes, it, I mean, I think that there's different things that go on around there than they do in Louisville. So um, maybe that that we might have better insight if we knew a little bit more about that area. That's okay. my opinion. That's I don't know.
1: Okay. That's my opinion. I don't know. I think that <laughs> I've heard some things. So maybe. You heard some Well, uh, moving right along, um, on to the Alec Baldwin story. We're not going to go deep into this. We're just going to recap. If you haven't heard by now, Alec Ball was was on the set of his movie that he is filming called Rush. And he was practicing, it's an old like Western style movie. So they're on this, you know, set in, I believe it's New Mexico, Arizona, somewhere. It's somewhere out there. Um, But he's on set. He takes his prop gun, out of his bolster he's doing like a a cross grab and pulls it out and the gun fires he ends up shooting and killing the cinematographer um and her name is helena hutchins helena hutchins and then injured the director joel suesa um And this was, I mean, it was obviously everybody was shocked. They're like, oh my God, how did this prop gun go off? Like, how did it kill anybody? It's not supposed to have live ammunition. Like, how did we get here? Um, And what we're starting to find out now is, obviously it's a tragic accident. And, and, you know, he's feeling awful about this as everybody on set is really worked up about it. Um, But the sets have someone who their whole job is they're in charge of the firearms and the ammunition and they're called an armorer. Um, which I didn't know until I looked into this, like what this was and what the responsibility was. I didn't know something either. Yeah, but I'm like, well, it makes sense. I mean, if you're going to have firearms of any kind on a set, you probably should have somebody who knows like what they're doing with this. And um, the armorer on set was Hannah Gutierrez um, Reed. And her father was a very famous armorer in Hollywood. Hannah herself is 24. She's only worked on a handful of movies, and I believe this may be her second or third movie she's ever um, she's ever worked on. But she was on, you know, she's been on record to say that, you know, the she had checked all the firearms; they were locked in a van. The ammunition, she the box that she got, um, there weren't supposed to be any, you know. Live ammo in this box. It was all dummies. It was all for props. So she felt like she had done the right chain of command. Um, the the guns were in um, like a van, a safe that's been locked in a van, and there was a box of ammo that was outside that wasn't guarded. So they think maybe that could have been something um, that it definitely should never have been left outside of the safe. But they think maybe that is how this live ammo got into the gun. They're not really sure how like the the ammo got inside the gun to begin with because there shouldn't have been any live ammo on set, um, but she is definitely under fire right now um, because she's you know not done her job as well as she should have. Um, but this is the second time that she has been under uh, scrutiny, scrutiny because her, her previous job that she was on before this one, she was on a set with Nicholas cage, who was also working on a Western film. And she it had been reported that she was very unprofessional on set and she was carrying around like pistols underneath her armpits. And she was pointing, you know, guns at people like in conversation, just kind of like waving them around. And they're like, this is incredibly unprofessional. Like, this is not how you handle armory on any set. Like this is ridiculous. And she, um, pulls out a gun and shoots and it's like right near, uh, Nicholas Cage's ear and he lights into her and he is like, that's my goddamn eardrum. Like you, I mean, just like blows up at this girl and ends up, I mean, she gets fired from the job, and she's, you know, she went on record saying that she thought it went pretty well. I think she was on a podcast and, um, she was saying that she thought she did a good job. And I was like, was that before or after she got fired? Cause um, I read I that think she did fired. Did, yeah. did
0: not do Well, I think that would yeah. be the first kind of a little hiccup in that performance um, evaluation. She also went on record saying, um, and this is verbally, it, it can be um, looked up on YouTube. She said that she was not, she did not feel that like she was prepared for this rest job um, that she felt it was a little bit above her pay grade. Um, and that she was very nervous to take this job. So that was a big, 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 uh, opening one that I, I mean, I've even heard that like this has been, um, released as well as the nine one one tape. Apparently the set went absolutely bonkers as it should, I mean, two people get shot as they should. Um, but people thought that they were also being like attacked in some way. Like there was like a, you know, a, a gunman they didn't understand, like it was Alec at first, especially by the 911 calls. Like they're like, this is this is pure, pure panic. Um, and a lot of the people that were on set are, are living with a lot of, a lot of trauma from that. Oh, absolutely, um, And this movie was almost shut down because of the mismanagement as well. A lot of workers on the set were documenting how unprofessional it was, how unsafe the conditions were. And that it was not a good situation to be in. So with all this mounting, you know, of course, this is not on Alec Baldwin. I mean, yes, it was an accident um, feel for the family of Helena and Joel. But I it's um, I think that it's just very tiered. And it just goes to show you, like, things can happen if the right checks and ba- checks and balances. But also, I would just want to know, why is this scenario that you need live ammunition in a movie? That's if the question that I had.
1: Yeah. I don't think, and from what I was reading about this too, um, to kind of go back to your point for, for a second, like there had been five other instances where guns have gone off on that set and which had prompted, um, I think there had been seven crew members prior to this happening that had left the movie. They're like, this place is, it's just, it's unprofessional. Like so many things are going on here. This shouldn't have happened. Um, but from what I was reading about this is that it is not typical to have live ammunition on any set. Um, I, I know that they use the most um, they're trying to make everything like super realistic. and you know that there are certain types of bullets that you can use that still have some type of like gunpowder residue in them. Um, and there can be debris inside guns that can also like um, make like the fake bullets look even more real type thing. But like, as I couldn't find anything yesterday when I was looking about this and I'll be honest, I didn't look like super deep into it, but, um, that there should never be live ammo on any movie set. Like everything can be made to look like that in post production. So you don't need to ever have that on set to, to fake that.
0: I, and I remember, um, I just now looked this up. I do remember, remember the movie, the crow.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, um, Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son. Yeah. Yeah, He died died. from a blank Mm -hmm. that was lodged in his spine. Um, Lee who was 20 at the time was the son of martial arts star Bruce Lee. He was killed after being hit by a 44 caliber slung, which is while filming, I guess that's a type of gun. um, while filming a death scene for the movie, the gun was supposed to have fired a blank, but the autopsy turned up. It was a bullet lodged near his spine. So it was supposed to be a blank, but it was not. Um, and then a couple of others have also been recorded that were blanks um, that also resulted in death. So it just goes to show you that even the blanks can still cause a lot of harm. Um, one actor on set was playing Russian roulette with a blank and died on set. So, wow. Yeah. You know, again, this is a tragic, this is a tragic, Um, I think everyone is definitely talking about it and buzzing about it. But I just feel like that <laughs> all ammunition should be taken off. Um, and after listening to a lot of podcasts about this too, one, um, I guess it was a bystander said that they did call for the gun. And when they called for the gun, there was like a special wording that they say, like to make sure that it's a blank, mm. that it's like, this is a cleared gun. And it was cleared before Alec picked it up. And that was like, that's a key um, evidence, like, cause that is on film. Cause like you know, they, everything's always rolling. So right, right. like, but I can't imagine what he's probably living through.
1: So. Yeah. I mean, I've, obviously this is, it's tragic for the people who, you know, the families and the victims, excuse me. Um, but also, I mean, Alec has to live with this, that that's not something that, you know, that you get to unsee.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I wonder if that movie will be, ever be released.
1: Guess we'll find out.
0: Yeah. Well, moving on. Okay. What else we got, Brit? Uh, we got the Gabby Petito Brian Laundry case. So, if you recall, we did touch on this for the past few episodes because we've been is, reporting like we are part of this case. <laughs> telling you, telling you. Because it's just very interesting the magnitude that it exploded, but also the mismanagement of this case. And and that is something that I've just found so baffling because it's like the rest of America is like, why did you miss that? Like, that seems like day one stuff. And the police were like, Oh, like, it just seems like, it just seems dirty dealing. So what we know now as of um, Wednesday or last Wednesday, Brian I guess corpse was found and this is and that is a like kind of a loose description because it's only his skeletal remains that have been found and the only way that they were able to identify Browning laundry's body was by his dental records. And I find this very very intriguing because you know by dental records you are usually saying like oh and being the dental person that I am I'm like wow that's really true. So if they had fillings, if they had um, wisdom teeth removed, if they had certain kind of reconstructive surgery to their facial, like that's usually what dental um, work in, entails. Not so much. They have actually taken his teeth into almost like they're like fingerprints, and had like a three hundred and sixty account of each tooth to determine that this is Brian Laundry's body. Now they have not released any kind of DNA evidence that this is his body. So we're still waiting on that. And there is no determination or COD cause of death of this, of Brian, as of right now, but there is a fraction of his skull missing. So it's undetermined if that was, um, self-inflicted post or pre Um, is that post or pre? Yes. We don't know. Like, um, because he was supposedly gone since September 13th. He wasn't reported, I'm using air quotes, missing until September 17th. And as a reminder, Gabby's body was found on September 13th as well, but Brian wasn't reported by his parents until September 17th. The key point of evidence that I found very intriguing was that the FBI knew that Brian Laundry's mother left September 13th. That's what they knew. They knew that he left, she left their house. Okay. They now know that that was Brian and they didn't tail that person. And they have gone on record saying that we messed up because we thought that Brian was Brian's mother. How do you make that kind of mistake? Okay. And they seem to think that Brian did take some kind of firearm with him. I don't know. There's so much more. The timeline has definitely shifted and it has gotten very murky. Like, when did Brian Laundrie's mom buy her buy him a phone? It was supposed to be like the thirteenth or fourteenth or something, but we it's now it's undetermined. The FBI has gone on record saying that the Laundries are cooperating fully, but then some FBI correspondents say that they are, they're not. It's so it's so layered. What do we believe?
1: Yeah, and I I've said this from day one, like. I'm in, a, in the camp of like, we don't need to know all of the details. Like, I feel like that does kind of, um, it puts a, a really weird lens on this case. Like, I don't want them to leak everything until they figure this out. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that we're getting like bits and pieces and it's fun for us to play like gumshoes detective and we're like, ah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, I want them to be able to like do their job and not have a lot of, you know people in the way interfering with the case, which, because it sounds like there's already a lot of people who have interfered with this case if there's so many mismanagement and mishandling of evidence and information. Um, So, you know, I find that to be super disturbing, but it was interesting because you were telling me that it was his parents that said, we know where the body is, but the parents had not been cooperating up to this point. So it's like, okay, well, why did they all of a sudden like decide that this is it? And where they found the body, um, it was, you know, it had decomposed very quickly and it's just not normal for that to happen. But is that normal to happen in the swamplands of Florida? Maybe that's a little bit more accurate than, you know, than if it happened in York or, you know, some other place that doesn't have these conditions. Um, And then like did the rising water play effect of like how it buried the body and kept it out of, out of reach from people. Cause I mean, it, it, it's just odd that the parents were like, oh, hey, by the way, we know where he is. And it he left his wallet behind. He left his cell phone behind. Like that's kind of one of these, it makes you scratch your head of like, well, he obviously didn't want to take those things because he didn't want to have record that it would be him if somebody found his body. And then you could track the cell phone movement. Is that why he left things behind? Or did somebody murder Brian? Like things that we're never going to know.
0: I think this is, this is going to be a cold case because- There are just so many people that have no idea what, what, what went on. I disagree. Um, I think the sister knows exactly what happened. I think she's not talking, but I think she knows. I think get that girl on some hallucinogens and let's like, let it roll. Press Mm -hmm. play on that tape, press record. And let's just see what happens. My big thing was like when reading all this information and Linson and Nancy Grace was that um, when Brian first went missing, of course they took three days, four days to um, report that he was missing. Now, according to the Loundry's lawyer, they said that the FBI reached out initially concerned that Brian was missing. No, that didn't happen. I I thought that was very, because they're fibbing to the public about what actually the chain of events. So I think that these needs to be taken into account. Another thing, the area that they searched and like to find Brian's body was initially searched October 8th and they didn't find anything now the water was quite a little bit higher um you know it's in florida it's rainy season until we have like two more weeks so um so the water was was way higher now the water has receded and the skeletal remains were able to be found i mean it has been very hot i mean we're in south florida so i mean you're here you know and the sun does accelerate the according to what i've been listening to it does it does accelerate the um i guess the
1: position of, um, of there we go flesh, decomposition
0: yeah. of the flesh or we don't know if animals had gotten to the body we just did there's so many unknowns um luckily that that, that there's like it's not forensic scientists that are really weighing in it's like anthropological scientists that are gonna weigh in to really kind of dig up like what is going on because i think only 200 of his bones have been um accounted for so this is like they're taking each little each little bone into account. Like they're really resurrecting it as they would like a dinosaur bone. I heard that today on the news. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, wow. It's not cool. I don't like dead bodies, but I think it's really interesting the way that they're going to go about this to try to figure out and put, and put the puzzle pieces together. What I don't love is that we know the parents knew, know so much there's, they know they, there's some reason why they knew to search there they didn't find the body initially, They found it within minutes and it was within feet of his dry bag, his notebook, and um, a few other like debris that were obviously from him. So how was all that related? You know, his backpack, his dry bag and his, and his notebook.
1: I have a question. Is it possible that this isn't his body and that they were able to falsify the dental records?
0: I mean, that's a theory. That okay. I have listened to part of that, and that's that's,
1: it's like you're like well, who would do that? These people. Like well, these, and this is also you know? where I I don't think we're gonna hear from the laundries until somebody pays them for a tell all, because these are the kind of people that would be like, um, I'm not saying anything until the price. And is they're right. exonerated
0: exactly. from everything.
1: Exactly. So we'll get a book deal, you know, because the, they're the kind of asshole people that they would take advantage of this kind of situation to to profit. In my from what I can see from the outside, and I don't know these people. Yeah a hundred percent.
0: And it's, it, I, I think that the public will, I think it's just accountability. Like how much are the parents going to get away with at this point? That's what I'm wondering. I, I feel like it's coming to a tipping point because how they knew where to go, they notified the police that they were going to go look for his body. And they went right to this spot, found it within minutes, along with crucial key evidence.
1: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ooh, do you think maybe the parents hired a hitman and they knew where Brian was and they got rid of Brian because maybe Brian had shit on his parents? Maybe I'm thinking like I think
0: the body was somewhere else and then it got placed somewhere. But the, the but this is the main thing because of like the heavy marsh and like where it was found. By the way, Everglades called it. I was like, mm-hmm. that's where I'm gonna hide. And I knew it, <laughs> I knew he wasn't the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, he's in, Florida. in Florida. He's still out there. Um. I that's the only thing like how could you place the bones like that unless his body wasn't decomposed at that time you know yeah
1: I don't know I don't know because it's
0: October what's today 29th 28th 28th I don't know it's interesting it's a very interesting story um but I do hope I mean the only thing is that the Gabby's parents will never have answers that's that's the worst part of this like I think that that would give some kind of closure it's just so sad.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, I'll I will post it. Whatever I pick yeah. up.
0: <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll keep bringing the. And it's you know, all the buzz down here. Like everyone, like it's like everyone on every local news outlet. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep up on this. Well,
1: and speaking of buzz, we do have a really exciting thing coming up. And this is a, a very happy way to end this podcast today. But you guys, in June of 2022, we are getting the movie Lightyear. And it's wow. the origin story of Buzz Lightyear. And Disney and Pixar are coming together to tell us the story of what happened to Buzz before he got to Andy's room. And I'm going to tell you, I am so excited. I cannot wait. I love Buzz Lightyear. And I watched the trailer twice yesterday and I was like, wow, Buzz has seen some things, man. Buzz has seen some things. <laughs> I can't wait. I want yes. to watch this trailer. Oh, I, I will we'll link it. We'll put it on there for you guys because it's definitely you're like, what? But I found this very interesting. Buzz's um pre-andy, okay, pre-toy story, his voice is Chris Evans. I'm like, oh, okay. so you
0: needed like a little bit of a younger.
1: You need it, yeah. You can't like like Tim Allen is too, it's it's too mature for mm-hmm. the Buzz that we need to know. Cause we need to know how Buzz gets to be an astronaut and we need to know the journey into the, you know, into space. And then like, you know, the planet that he lands on, like the whole thing, you guys. And also I think that they could make this into a wild virtual roller coaster at Disney.
0: Wild. Love a virtual. I do too.
1: It's great. Um, so I'm excited about this. I know that, uh, I, I know, I know that we grew up watching Toy Story. And then when you get to see your kids fall in love with the story that you also fall in love with as you know, a kid, it's really fun. So I'm I'm glad that we can all experience that together. And even if they don't want to go with me, I don't care. I'm going to go by myself. <laughs>
0: oh, hundred percent. I love that they do no. this kind of stuff too. Like they separate some of the stories from the original movies. Like they did Han Solo with Star Wars. They had made it their own. And, you know, they've done like little bits and pieces to where it like brings you together with a character, but also like it gives it its own like little piece in history. I, I really enjoy when like, like the Mandalorian and things like that. Like, it's a yeah. really interesting way to give us more of our favorite things to watch. Um, because you do go there. You're like, what happened before? Or, yeah. This is what I think. Like when you get, like, I always want to know um, my dog. Cause I adopted, we, we found yeah. him. I'm like, what was your story? Like yes, I want, yes. I want Pixar and Disney to give me a story. Like what was Baron's story? Like, I would love that. Like, that's a great take on it. It's kind of yeah. like that. Like, we want to know what happened to you before. Like, how did you get here? How
1: did you get here?
0: Seen some games, yeah, you see some things. I love that kind of stuff. I think that is so, so smart. Also living, li- um, living in a positive note. If you've been living under a rock and you haven't heard this, well, sorry, but uh, Travis Barker and Khloe or uh, Kourtney Kardashian got engaged a few weeks ago. Yay. I just happened to be on the IGs at the right time on a Sunday night. And I was like, what? What? I couldn't believe it. I feel like I caught it in real time. I know. And here's the thing. Was it a publicity stunt just for their upcoming show? It's going to be released on Hulu, Keeping mm-hmm. Up with the Kardashians, like basically part two, but not on E, on On Hulu. a different network, right? Yes. Or was this the real engagement or was this the second one? What do you think?
1: I think she might have known something was up, but I don't think I don't think that you can fake a second engagement. Does that make sense? So I think like to capture it, like I mean, I would imagine, but then again, okay, hold on. I would imagine if I'm Courtney and I'm walking down to the beach and I'm like, Oh my God, there's so many roses everywhere. And it's, I mean, it's a, be- if you haven't seen these pictures, it's a beautiful, gorgeous, like gorgeous setup of like a bazillion roses on the beach. I mean, Travis is just a romantic at heart. I love that about him. I always have. Um, And, but I think also knowing the things that he's also done for her with the amount of flowers and with the amount of lavish, just like, you know, love bombs, if you will, um, that I don't think it would have been out of the normal for her to be like, Travis, you just, that's so so sweet. You know? So I don't, I'm, I think it was the real engagement. I think that she was surprised. I'm looking forward to seeing like this play out on the show. Um, because I did see like kind of the same thing with you, like, they're, the view that we get to see as when we watch the show as a viewer is going to be kind of like what Courtney saw as all of this happened. But as you are looking through, like, you know, the behind the scenes on the um, on the I.G. scrolls of people that were actually there, like looking at it. I mean, you've got dads in, you know, tourist shorts, like <laughs> snapping pics of like the, what, the behind the scenes of like what this really looked like. And I they know. do. It looks like very out of place for this to be going on. But I feel like it's also very on brand for Travis Barker to put on this kind of show for Courtney.
0: I just felt like he got the assignment. like oh, for sure.
1: You yes. know, I think that,
0: yes, it could have been also an intimate thing where he did it just in the hotel room or whatever. And that would have been the, the greatest thing ever, too. But also, I think there's a part of him that knew that this is like really what the family's all about. And now, and Courtney's gone on record, like not really caring if she, she she was ready to end the show when it did end on e but uh i think that he was just like this is what this is the way i want to do it i don't care if people are watching because obviously they don't really care if people are watching them because they if you've been following their relationship over the last 10 months they don't give
1: a f they're like they just do what they want to do and they do totally it they don't care
0: yeah so i i was really into it just for the fact that like speculate if you want i kind of do think that it she might have an idea. Cause I think that you don't enter into an engagement without having like some kind of idea of, Yeah, well, I don't I know mean, about Hollywood, but I think you always discuss like,
1: life forever things. in life. And like, you know, and I've also heard that like, will they have a baby? And they're like, well, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. So I'm like, is that something that we can expect to? But I do find it interesting because on Keeping up with the Kardashians when it was on E, Courtney didn't want to, like, she just wasn't really into the show. Right. But I think also because she wasn't really into things going on in her life. She didn't, mm-hmm. she wasn't happy with, you know, with Scott. She was in and out of these relationships. She always kind of felt like she didn't have like a shining moment in the storyline. But I think now because she is so happy in her relationship with Travis, that I think we're going to get to see like a different side of Courtney that we've never. Had access to you before because we've never seen Happy Courtney before, and I'm 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 here for that. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's see what she's yeah, going to bring and, to the table. And Scott Disick has uh,
0: has not released any kind of statement since then. Speaking of Scott, um, I mean, I do think, of course, you immediately think of Scott if you don't when you hear this kind of news. Um, I did see a TikTok a couple of days ago that was basically like, you know, his camp or people. Sources say that he that he's in a very dark place. He's not, you know, and it's hard because could you imagine like your ex getting engaged, but on this kind of level, and the world like being like, yes, like the world, and it's like I can't get away from you. Like it's like you open up anything, and that's what it is. So yeah, like I I, I think I'm gonna send some love. I mean, he's gonna be fine, I'm sure, but. Of course, he has been known to have a little bit of a drug and alcohol um, issue. So hopefully he's in a good place and, you know, but,
1: but she has a right to be happy. She has a a right to be happy and, you know, he can feel how he wants to feel about things. And I think, you know, I also think Courtney has given him so many opportunities to be like, this is what I need from you. If you want to go forward with me and Scott just never delivered. So it's like, I can't hold out for you forever. I don't want to hold out. If you, I don't want to force you to be somebody that you don't want to be. And I think that she let that go a long time ago. And I think that he's, I think, but he's also made questionable decisions about people that he's dated. And so it's like, listen, pal, you got to live your life. You do you. And if this is how you want to do it, this is what you want portrayed out there, then go for it. But don't get pissed off at her when she's found happiness in someone who actually loves and adores and worships the ground she walks on and treats her the way that she deserves to be treated. Don't get mad at that because you weren't able to provide that.
0: It's true. And I don't think he wanted to. No. He wanted if to. If he
1: did, he would have made it work. And he didn't.
0: I know. But I'm really excited about it. I think they're it just did. a great couple. I think that it's, it's fun. They're fun to watch. They you know, as someone that she's, she's been in spotlight for over 20 years. So she knows that like what's required, he understands what's, what's required as well. He's not new to the game. So it's like, it's like the perfect little, little, little come together. I know it's durable. I'm I'm
1: happy for them. We're sending you all the love from the CZL closets. It's great. (laughs) Not that you need it, but I love it. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Um, this was super fun. Yes. It's always fun checking in with you, friend. I know. Good times. Good we time. had all the good
0: stories. We are gonna be coming back a little bit more in the future. Get now that we're back home, everyone's on solid ground, either yep. in KY or FL. That's right.
1: Yeah. We've got some guests. I know we keep saying that, but I promise you guys it's just scheduling has been a nightmare between the two of us. And I think now that we're um we're we're gonna be we're gonna be ready to roll with our guests. Now and I think our guests ground. are very ready to roll with us too, which is fun. Uh, but we do thank you for being here. And if you haven't already, um like subscribe review the podcast every little bit helps we really appreciate it keep telling us how you feel in the DMs you guys are amazing when you send us love we love it and yeah we're just happy that you're here and you keep pressing play
0: keep doing it
1: thanks for sharing your time with us help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review if you love what you heard in today's episode snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories don't forget to tag us